This podcast is Entel Enhanced. To see pictures, articles and links of what's being discussed, download the Entel app. Hello, welcome to the Big Scuba Show. Uh, so hello, uh, my name is Will, uh, I'm the founder of Sea Lion Boards uh, and I'm here with Gemma and Ian on the Big Scuba podcast uh, to talk about sea lion, paddleboarding and sustainability in all sports. Welcome back to the Big Scooper podcast. We are your hosts, Gemma and Ian. Before we get cracking with today's episode, we just want to make sure you have hit that follow button or the subscribe button, depending on what platform you are listening on. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you enjoy what you're going to hear today, we would really appreciate it if you can leave a review and a five-star rating. So now that's out of the way, we just want to say welcome and thank you for all tuning in. And now it's time to dive into today's episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Big Scuba Podcast. My name's Ian, I am your dive master and co-host of the Big Scuba, and with me is... Hello, I'm Gemma, and I'm the other co-host. Yes, and together we make up the Big Scuba, and uh, all the fun and games that go with everything that's Big Scuba. Yeah. We're, what's this, 130... The 135th episode today. Wow, we're banging through them, which is really cool. Um, uh, let's talk about what we've been up to. So, um, talk about that. We've got no, we've got a guest for our lovely listeners. We have Will Marsh from Sea Lion Boards. Yeah, and uh, so we'll be talking to him in a little while. Um, well, you know, we hope everyone's had a. Can't believe it's been two weeks since we last recorded. I think it's a bit longer than that, isn't it? Is Three it? weeks. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, we try and bring these episodes out every sort of couple of weeks, don't we? And um, can't believe it, the time so goes so quick. So we hope everyone's had a good couple of weeks. We've had a couple of new, some couple of new listeners. I know uh, Ben and Josh because how do I know? Because they were on the dive on the course when I was their dive master uh, yeah. last weekend at that Stony was... Cove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you had a couple of visitors, didn't you, to the big scuba flag? Yes, yeah. So hello to UK Diver. Um, so hello to him and his friend Dean, who came along as well. It was always good to uh, meet listeners and um, you know uh, people who enjoy the podcast. It's really cool. Uh, usually we put the flag up, don't we, wherever we go mm-hmm. um, and send it aloft. Um, so it's always a bit of a marker um, for people. And uh, it's really good that they came along and said hello it's really nice not met them before yeah they're listeners aren't they so yeah and uh they're diving i don't think they're diving both days they they dive the saturday but this was really good um at stony uh seems to be really good at the minute um water temperature about 13 degrees um and it was quite quiet actually because mm. i thought that was gonna be thought it might have been quite busy um but yeah it's the uh, that was quite quiet which i think it's probably the weather yeah, Maybe it wasn't put people off on the Sunday. Saturday was quite busy, but the Sunday was quite quiet, really. Mm. Yeah, the forecast and... wasn't great, was it? No. Uh, so I was with uh, Woody Richard uh, from Crystal Seas, the instructor. Um, so he's dive master on the Paddy Advanced, and uh, Crystal Seas had two groups there doing open waters. So uh, nice small group. That was really good, and uh, I quite like. Uh, being involved with the advanced um, because it's, it's really good and you see people move on from the open water 
stage of diving to they're now thinking about right other things that you can actually do mm. and you get people come along one of the guys done 80 dives most of it abroad um and uh ben or josh i forget which is which they um he he was pretty new dive. He'd only just done his open water and come along, done a few dives, and I think about half a dozen mm-hmm. other dives. Um, so it was really good. It was really good to, uh, and they were really great in the water. They're just like just doing pleasure dives, really, with some things to do like navigation, yeah, um, performance buoyancy, and uh, we went to the, on Sunday did deep spec. So we went to the Stained Garth. Visibility was really clear really clear and uh we were first down that was really nice really nice dive second dive uh went nautilus over the top down to wessex along the bottom um there's a big great big um chassis there which i think it's like a off a land rover or something and mm. um you know uh that, that was really nice two two nice nice dives on sunday as well so um that's good oh, that's and good. then Oh, the third third dive on Sunday, we just went to the Gresham and showed them the Gresham. So uh, saw a big old pike in the cockpit as well, hanging upside down with all the all all the little fry perch as well. Yeah. Oh well, it sounds like a good weekend. It was. Yeah, that was really good. So that was that's the last teaching weekend um, as well. So uh, that's it now on the DM front mm-hmm. till uh, next probably. April, I think it'd be early April when we're, in, yeah. we're up there next. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. So, yeah. Uh, so, well done, everybody who was there at the weekend. And once again, thanks for uh, those who come out and said hello. It's always nice to hear from people. Yeah. Um, anything else? What have you been up to? Uh, no diving. Um, just been... You've been doing some walking, haven't you? I'm in a couple of mountains. Yeah. So, yeah. Did a couple of mountains in South Wales, so something yeah. a bit different. Yeah, so you had a big adventure, but not under the water. <laughs> good, good. Good view. Yeah, so that's it from me. Yeah, excellent. Right, well, let's talk about our guest. And uh, so we got, we, we were looking around, because, you know, most of us divers, we, we, we love just being around the water, don't we, whether it's underwater, over the water. Yeah, and paddleboarding is something that's quite topical. It's uh, obviously expanded since uh, lockdown. So we just thought we'd uh, get a paddleboarder on. He is a diver, but we were speaking about the paddleboarding side of things because he's got a very good, uh, sustainable message with his paddleboards, which is um, the most important thing that obviously appealed to us and uh, obviously hopefully will appeal to our listeners as well. Yeah, and every sale... I believe one percent of the cost goes to a a charity of, the, of a customer's point of view mm. choice. Yeah, which is really good. So obviously, again, a bit like other people we're linked up with, like SDC watches, something goes back into helping conserve the environment. Or marine yeah, one percent goes to the planet and a, ch- a charity of the customer's choice. Yeah, which is which really is, good, isn't it? It is good. Yeah. So. Yeah, so he's been going a few years, I think five or six years, and obviously it kind of came into its own in lockdown. So he's now full-time um, the founder and director of Sea Lion Boards. Yeah, and they are really, really smart-looking boards because I, I quite like them because uh, they 
when you look at them, you think, oh, are they wood? But they're not. They're inflatable. Yeah, all their boards are inflatable. So yeah. it means, again, they're very easy to transport around. You don't need a reef rack. You just need a car, obviously, that's big enough to pop it into. Uh, they do the paddles, but they do some accessories as well, like dry robes. They do a, like a lightweight robe. They do a water bottle. And I think they do some dry bag as well. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, the deck pad, each board deck pad is made with algae biomass, which offsets on average an equivalent of one, uh, no, sorry, a th- over a thousand hours of smartphone usage. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? It is, especially the amount of time you're on the phone. (laughs) Yeah, and Will comes from, I think, a marketing and product design background. So obviously you can tell that through the design of the boards as well, because they're they're quite unique in the way they look as well. They are. Yeah, I I don't, I can't think of any other um, manufacturers that use that wood effect um, on the on the boards. I might be wrong. But yeah, they, they, it's quite deceiving. On first impressions, you think they are like a wooden stand-up board. Yeah, solid board, but they're not. No, 100% inflatable. Yeah, which is really cool because that's the beauty of paddleboard. And it's, uh, you know, especially inflatable, you literally don't have to have a big car or anything like that. You know, you can just stick it in your boot, go to wherever you want to go, inflate it up within, what, a few minutes, mm. and off you go. You, yeah. You've got a board that you can take anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, great for anybody thinking about getting one for somebody for Christmas or getting ready for the new season in 2023. But, again, you can paddleboard all year round, so you just need Why did it take COVID for us all to wake up to this great thing of, hey, look what you can do on the water, you know, and you've got – where can you go in the country where you're a long way away from some kind of water? No, whether it's a canal, whether it's a river, whether it's the sea, you know, uh, even in the Midlands. And the Midlands are some of the furthest away from the sea. I've got loads of canals and, and rivers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like where I was in South Wales last weekend. Yeah, there's plenty of reservoirs and lakes and rivers, but there was a canal as well, the Monmouth Canal. So you think that's just like a huge body of water that's great for paddling. Yeah, yeah there is. And you ever have stuck? Um, there's a we follow uh, Canal and River Trust, and um, quite they're they're big on social media, always sharing, um, and uh, they're often got if you go on their website or go on their social media, different routes you can use as well, uh, which is really cool, you know. Mm. And uh, you you should get license. Yeah, for you, the if you're on, if you're on the internal waters, you should have a license to use a craft uh, on the waterways um so you know do be aware of that but uh yeah it's uh apart from that it's free yeah yeah you just need the right safety gear check the weather and you're ready to go yeah absolutely and uh if you ever if you're ever thinking right what safety gear do you need send us a message we'll help you out yeah 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 no we are paddle borders so we have got the gear and uh obviously the right people in con you have the gear and some idea we do a little bit <laughs> yeah. we're not professionals by any means but um it's been kayaking and uh paddle boarding especially kayaking oh several years now hello mm-hmm. paul and um so yeah we've got a fair idea of what gear especially heading out to sea uh what you should have to and means what you contact. should check before you go. And uh, definitely what you should check because you do, do need to know them t- tie times. 
yeah exactly yeah so but yeah so I think it will be it's a podcast open to divers and non-divers very much so well this is it and uh, you know us divers as we said before we're not just about under the water no 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 and you know there's lots of other things to do on top of the water as well so yeah yeah it's a definitely yeah a good listen and something that if you've dabbled about it and thought about it then this might be the time to actually i can think of our friend our friends at crossfit they love getting out on the water and doing some paddle boarding yeah. um i'm thinking of quite a few divers who some weekends if they're not diving they're, they're out on the, their kayaking and exploring yeah. the broads and what have you um so yeah it, and they also there's quite a few divers out there whose partners don't dive for whatever reason but this is something you can share where you you know you don't you can get tuition there's lots of places about yeah uh, where you can get tuition how to paddle board and you know learn um but you can literally just buy one and if you know, or buy two and you both go off up the river and have hours of fun yeah and also you're very close to wildlife and you know, it's another perspective of the watery world. You're on top of the water looking down and you've got the riverbank. Just don't get too close to the swans. No. Well, you've got to respect your environment. That's, yes. <laughs> it's their environment. Because swans, swans on a small river can be tricky. Yeah, they're quite, um, what do you call it, uh, territorial. Yeah. yeah so and quite smart as well. They know. Yeah, we have had an experience with swans, yes. <laughs> but keep your distance, that's oh, all yeah. you will say. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. that's kind of us running on. Um, yes. Thanks for downloading, thanks for listening. Um, also, should, we should say, if you want to look um, uh, sea lion paddle boards up, they've got good reviews on Trustpilot, which is another good reason why we want to get, get involved with them. And at the time um, of this podcast, they have got 40% discount on their paddleboard. So, you know, it's a good time to buy, but you can also get an extra 5% off using a promotional code we've got called, well, you just use the code Big Scuba. So you had to think then, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So if you can, um, you know, if you're thinking about it, now's the time to buy. They're cheaper Chris, than they've Christmas, ever been. Christmas yeah. is around the corner. Yeah. So 40% off plus an extra 5%. And you just plug in Big Scuba at the promotional code at your checkout. Once again, the Big Scuba saves you money. Yeah. So How cool um, is that? Yep. Yeah, big Scuba code is used. So you can use it for sea lion boards. You can use it for SDC watches. And you can use it for happy bottles now as well. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We try and keep it simple for our listeners. Um, um, the other thing I was just going to say as well, uh don't forget to leave us a review uh it's really important um some people have left us some reviews but it's also good to get those written reviews as well so um but if you can go on to itunes especially and leave us a five-star review that would be really great it just helps us get found helps your buddy finds us as well so uh there we go yeah, and if you've got any questions for us, drop us a DM on our social media platforms. Oh, don't forget the hashtag, AskBigScuba. Yep, so any questions about diving or anything related to the podcast or on the water, by the water, just drop us a message. Yeah, we'll try and help. Yep, so so I think that's the majority of our news, isn't it? So I quiet, think so. Quiet. Yeah, I think yep. so. We'll be back in, um, after this in a sort of two weeks' time with the next episode. Uh, but for right now, let's get 
Let's get him on and have a chat. Yeah, we'll get Will from Sea Lion Boards and listen to his story and uh, all about the paddle boards. Awesome. Okay, Will. Uh, Will Marsh is with us on the Big Scuba Podcast today uh, with Gemma and Ian. And uh, so, Will, how did you get started um, in paddle boarding? And how did you, you know, how, you've got this business going. So, how did you start your, your business? Um, so, uh, a few, oh God, a few years, COVID kind of uh, made it a bit longer than that. But Five, six years ago, I had a bit of a family tragedy and um, won't go into details, but kind of made me um, kind of push to do more with my life. And um, I was playing a lot of rugby at the time and I am and still am very prone to getting injured. And I found that uh, paddleboarding was just a great rehab sport. I wasn't as much impact as rugby um and uh, i saw it as a very emerging market um when i first started looking into creating a business for it and um especially um uh, with um my passion for sustainability and um i always wanted that to be part of a business i started um at a proper business i've always done little things here and there i was the skip the kid at school that sold fake ray bands and those sorts of things <laughs> so uh, i wanted to start a bit of a legitimate business but also with the things that i was passionate about within it and um it just so happened that paddleboarding kind of fitted the um the emerging market and the whole sustainability side of it uh, yeah yeah five nearly six years later we're here um uh, going into going to be a very tough, difficult years ahead, but yeah, um, it's exciting. It is it's a lovely uh, sport, and um, I've been kayaking probably nearly ten years, um, and paddleboarding probably for the last three, three four. or four years. Yeah, yeah, and you know, we normally talk to dive. You know, this is a, a scuba podcast, and we do normally talk to um divers i was you know and but we wanted to speak to you because you know paddleboarding is very linked to the whole world world of diving and the whole underworld and you know this the the ocean and uh, and the seas and the rivers you know it's all linked a lot of divers do paddleboard you know in our in the uk uh particularly uh through the winter you know a lot of people don't dive but you know in a, on a nice day in the winter you can get out on the paddleboard and you can explore the rivers and we've you know we've got we we live in east anglia we've got the broads it's in cl- close proximity and it is really great and you know that's the whole one of the reasons why you know we want to get you on now how long have you actually been paddleboarding you know it, it it would have been the time is like six years I've been paddleboard yeah. um and I never really had my own board uh when I first started I was just borrowing and kind of renting right. uh, and then when I started the business I've just always had boards because it's the, <laughs> nature of the business uh but it's uh but you're totally right the the kind of um connectivity you have with the water um especially paddleboarding even though you're on top of it you like see it from a completely different vantage point uh and you'll be in the middle of a river that like unless you're on a boat you won't see certain parts uh of nature and Mm -hmm. i think um with any water sports whoever does it 
um, will have that kind of eco-conscience about them anyway uh, because you, you're you kind of in that that environment and you want to kind of protect it. Um, and for us, it was it was kind of a no-brainer. Um, and um, it's good to see that other brands are doing it, um, especially with charity donations and kind of looking at the materials they're using because customers do care about that, uh, yeah. especially in water sports. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So is that something like when you decided you'd create a paddleboard brand that you were going to make uh, the paddleboard out of kind of sustainable or sort of environmentally friendly product yeah so when i first started i wanted it firstly i was like i want to give money back to charity because as uh, a business uh businesses can decide how much profit they have at the end of the year mm-hmm. um and saying like a percentage of profit uh if you make sure you don't you spend all your profit so at the end of the year you have no profit then a percentage of zero is zero so from the beginning, we wanted to kind of um, be able to say that we were actually contributing. And that's where we joined the 1% for the planet. Yeah. Um, we were for like one or two years, very kind of um, new. And being a new business, it's quite difficult to actually um, purchase those materials, purchase those um, kind of uh those sustainable materials because they have moqs uh, minimum order quantities so you have to be ordering a lot more than just starting off so at the beginning we started with charity donations but then we uh, and uh, we always wanted to use more materials that were uh, using less petroleum reducing our carbon footprint uh, as much as we could and we it, where what we're doing now is no by uh, no means like even a, a, a smidge of what we want to be doing uh, and we've got a huge amount of um, passion for what we want to change but we're still small still and um, hopefully people see that we are making that we are doing the best we can Mm. Uh, because um, what we do now is more than some of the biggest brands in the market. Um, even though our impact might be small, um, hopefully the ripple will continue and make a bigger one. Yeah, well, that's it. You've Everybody's got to start somewhere and every little helps. In yeah, the exactly. Course. And, and I, I will never say that myself, uh, I, I myself is perfect and the brand is not perfect. Um, there's lots of things we can improve on. Uh, we want to be a B Corp eventually. Um, and we like we have all these massive ambition, ambitious things. But the way I see it is you may forget your plastic bag to go to the shop one time. But if a, a million people remember their plastic bags, it's got a much bigger impact. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it is just about that. It's about businesses taking on that responsibility a lot more um, because consumers are doing their best, but unless businesses are doing theirs as well, the, the impact won't be as um, large. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So um, where did the name come from? To be honest, people keep asking me that and I'm like, I wish I had such an amazing story for it. But like, it honestly was, it was, I love seals. Uh, I used to go to the sea seal sanctuary when I was younger in Cornwall. Uh uh, And I just absolutely love seals and sea lions. Um, And it it just was one of the first names that came to me. (laughs) Uh, And I looked online to see if there was um, a brand, a paddleboard, a stand-up paddleboard brand. And there wasn't. So I was like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, 
uh, yeah, I wish it was more in depth and it was like <laughs> a <deep> story, but <laughs> well, that's, that's fair enough, isn't it? You know, it does work though. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. yeah. So, mm. how many different types of board do you produce? So we only do inflatables at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, this year, we um, uh, and the last couple of years, we've only done four boards uh, with one range. Whereas uh, next year, our range that is actually going to be announced in the next month or so for 2023, uh, we're bringing in uh, two new ranges. Um, one that's replacing the current and then another range which is on the more affordable end of the scale mm -hmm. um, with everything that's going on in the world we we needed to kind of change our strategy slightly um and but that's not saying like i don't like the word cheap uh that word doesn't really come into our business everything we do will be as good as they can be yeah with the skills we use but the more affordable range is like kind of scaled back a little bit in terms of spec Mm -hmm. uh, just to bring that affordability down a little bit yeah yeah oh well that sounds good yeah something out there and obviously we are heading into you know, tricky times with uh, yeah. the expenditure people have got or the spare money people have got or will have mm. yeah and i mean the industry's seen it hugely this year um mm. i don't know about other water sports but uh paddleboarding has seen like a 70 percent drop um from the previous year uh covid was kind of a silver line uh, um, well, it's horrible to say but a silver lining of covid was just how much time people had to spare and money uh, to this to this industry but not just this, this industry but loads of industries um yeah. but now people are back at work full time uh people don't get don't have as much time in their evenings they don't the crazy have period is finished yeah i know so uh give me a paddleboard wow. i need a paddleboard right now <laughs> yeah it, it it was it was kind of crazy and uh, i think um the market the market shifted a lot in the last couple of years as well with people when it was all the rage and kind of like a fad people were buying lots of cheap uh stuff because like a lot of cheap kind of flooded the market very mm. quickly during covid um and I think what's happened, uh, some of it's uh, of the 70% will be people that are um, were doing it in COVID, but then kind of just got bored of it because it was a fad. Yeah. And then uh, they don't have any spare time to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it just kind of, well, what they bought was like the, the cheap stuff from maybe large retailers. I won't say names of. <laughs> well, we <laughs> see them for sale, we don't we? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah 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 but again it proves that it is something that people want to do if you know the the brands the supermarkets are getting on the bandwagon and you know selling inflatable paddleboard yeah yeah and uh i like i was saying earlier like it's just such a an accessible sport you could be 10 years old you could be 80 years old like you could be 30 kilos i mean that is very light uh you could be 50 kilos or like 150 kilos and you will be able to find a board that can take you mm -hmm. uh you have to look probably for at like the 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 bigger brands that have the larger variety of boards um but also it has those different kind of aspects uh of the sport that you may not get from from surfing so like uh paddleboarding you can get an all-round board that you can go down on a lake, you can go onto the ocean and just plod along, like mess around with your family. Mm 
and then you can go touring with a bigger board a longer board with a uh, a more of a touring shape with all your gear your camping mm. stuff uh where and then like you can get on to racing and there's lots of different kind of um uh parts of paddleboarding whereas with surfing yes you've got the long boards you've got the short boards so you can do like uh, harder turns but you're always in the water and getting cold so yeah. <laughs> and if you're not really putting time into it um into surfing it's, it's quite a difficult sport to get into mm. uh, but with paddleboarding i think why one of the reasons it became so popular is because it just allowed people to get out but also it was just so easy for people to pick up yeah uh, of any ages and sizes and that's the beauty of it really it's great because we've got customers of all um ranges of people which is just fantastic yeah so prior to you thinking about doing paddle boarding or setting a company up did you have any kind of connection to the water well so when i was younger i used to surf and windsurf Mm-hmm. um a lot and i used to be at uh every year me and my family used to go to paul's f and newquay and cornwall every year um uh so I, i've all and i used to like surf down in newquay and paul's f so i've got uh that connection when i was younger the older i got i did kind of um i didn't do it as much as i kind of hoped but um i went to bournemouth uni was there for five years so i was on the golden coast for uh, a long time uh, and then I moved down to Plymouth um, after university and um, that's where the brand was kind of born uh, mm. in Plymouth um, South Devon and South Cornwall are just such beautiful places um, mm. and again it, uh, you can't really explore the, these places without like it gave people the ability to explore places they hadn't ever been because they would never had the means to do it yeah, uh, and being able to explore um, the South Downs and um, not the South Downs, uh, the uh, South Hams, uh, and like um, down in Sulcombe and stuff, it, it's just it's beautiful down there. It really is. Yeah, yeah. diver wise, uh, they pretty much dive all year round on that South Coast, and um, the water temperature is usually warmer mm. there than it is, you know, for us or you know even further north so what's your sort of go-to board if you like and uh where do you like to if you're going to go somewhere and uh where do you like to go uh so my go-to is uh one is one it would be a longer board uh like our 12 foot uh six our tasman uh, or like potentially the new one that's coming in, which I can't say yet. <laughs> uh, but uh, I I prefer the longer boards just because they go a bit more volume. Because I'm a hundred kilos, I'm not a small guy, um, and um, also I like to go a bit faster. Uh, and I'd I, I like to just go a bit longer distances. Um, in terms of location, I'd if I was close to it, I'd love to do South Devon, South Cornwall, all every day, all day. Yeah. Uh, but because I'm in London, uh, the closest place to me is, Rich- is Richmond. And mm-hmm. to be fair, Richmond is stunning. Uh, and like go up to Teddington Lock um, and come back, um, stop off at a few pubs. Um, and yeah, it's great. It, it is a really beautiful location. You wouldn't think it's the Thames because you think Thames is muddy and sewage, but uh, up uh, in Richmond and Teddington and Kingston and stuff, it's, it's yeah, really nice fun. part there. Yeah. yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. But do do you guys? Because uh, when I when I spoke to you about this podcast, you guys were traveling up to do a weekend. Do you guys 
do you know how many miles you've done every year to do your scuba scubaing? Oh blimey. <laughs> well the last trip was thirteen hundred miles, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was the one that we were on, I think, wasn't it? When we were travelling yeah. up to the Farne Islands, then we went over so that's east coast, then we went over to the west coast to do an inland site. Yeah. Then back to the east coast to do sea. Sorry, Ford. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that we then went into scotland to Loch long and did another dive and then wow. all the way back and to now be fair, uh, three days yeah we uh, were in... uh no about five wasn't it four nights we were away four, weren't we? yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, cool yeah. still a lot of driving <laughs> to be fair yeah. ford never say to us like uh you know don't put too much mark don't put any miles <laughs> on or anything so uh, <laughs> we, we've said to him before like you know Orkney or somewhere like that, and they're going, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, then. yeah, and you know, it, distance is a bit irrelevant. You know, with two people driving, <laughs> sharing the driving, you can get so far. I mean, back from Scotland in a day, and it wasn't that big a thing, was it? No, so, no, yeah. did Wales in a day, didn't we? Yeah, Wales and back. Oh wow, nice. Where in Wales? Uh, we went to the uh, Endac, which is um, which is the national diving. Uh, Academy Centre, which is unfortunately which is in Chepstow, which unfortunately is now shut, has um, been privately took over for the military. Mm. Um, oh, but wow. there was a go dive and road show there last September. And um, so we went there, got there in the morning, did two dives. I think we just did one, around. didn't we? Yeah, well, stayed, stayed for the show and, uh, and then headed home afterwards. So, mm. yeah, we do, we do do some magic. We were looking at... Um, uh, Swanage, Swanage Pier, weren't we? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's like that was like it would have been on a day, so it would have been in total twelve hours driving, Jeez. and about two hours if we got two dives in. Yeah, so that was probably a bit ambitious. We thought with the weather predictability. Yeah, as well, so. that was going to be a bit iffy with the weather, so we decided yeah. to uh, play it safe yeah. and go to Stony Cove. But, yeah, it just shows you, you know, you've got to, you can fill your time and you know they have the best time as well yeah, yeah uh, and actually it just goes to show that uh people i mean i know i took it for granted um years ago and i i, I kind of still do i wish i explored more um but people definitely take for granted the the uh, the, the shore the the coastline we have mm. um, the uk has got such a variety um of coastline uh that like uh, we will never ever explore uh, as a person, which is such a shame because it is such for uh, such a huge variety and it's just so beautiful, so much of it. Yeah. Um, but it just goes to show how far you can travel to find some great locations around the yeah. UK. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, for paddle boarding, so you know, we've got the coast, got the rivers, you know, and then we yeah. went, we did paddle boarding on Loch Long, and you think, you know, amazing scenery and amazing expanse of water and you know really it's accessible to everybody in yeah. the UK. you don't need to go anywhere i mean being an <laughs> island is quite good <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so you know so it's definitely so with your um paddle boards is your market predominantly uk based or do you export? uh yes so at the moment it is like 95 percent uk uh we obviously want to get into europe um and north america Mm-hmm. Um, but Europe is a bit of a pain at the moment because of Brexit. Uh, and then and North America is somewhere, again, we want to get into because that's one of the largest markets in the world. Well, it is the largest market for paddleboarding, uh, but it's just, it's getting into it. It's yeah. getting a distributor. 
uh, getting people on side and um uh, our focus has been and will remain the UK for the time being uh, but we do our goals are to get there for sure and obviously yeah. the goal is to get south hemisphere because then it's all year round and uh you don't have to rely on a good summer yeah or a decent wetsuit. <laughs> wet then our yeah. broads, you look at our broads. We, you know, we've been out winter time, and yeah. that's really nice. You pick a, you know, you get a nice sunny winter's day, and the river's lovely. Don't want to fall yeah. in because it's cold. But yeah, no. uh, I mean, uh, that's the thing. I, uh, I would, and I have done many a times, and a lot of our tribe riders will paddle through the winter. Um, but majority of the market uh, are fair weather paddlers. Um, uh, currently however the last two years have seen more people um shifting towards kind of the touring stuff yeah. um so like a, a recreational all-round board um they're normally 10 foot six it's the same as ours um yes you can go uh like plod around and like uh play around with your family but if you want to do a longer trip or a longer journey in a day it's going to be quite a bit of a struggle because of the shape of it the extra fins um and uh, you can't take as much weight so you can't take any equipment with you so it definitely uh but we're definitely seeing a bit of a shift for people wanting to do those longer trips either long really long day trips or even potentially overnight trips um we've got um a lady uh, a couple of ladies but a lady called micro adventures in scotland and she is fantastic and she goes on like weekend long trips um uh with her stuff and she just camps on her bed uh on her on her paddleboard sorry as her bed mm. uh, which is awesome um so yeah uh it, it that's where the market's going for sure yeah yeah, yeah. we we um regularly um not as regularly as we'd like uh do a part a trip from um in north norfolk and that's from uh Morston Key to Blakeney Point. And okay. it's, it's about a round trip of about 13, 14 kilometers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've done that always with kayaks, but the, you know, that would be probably a good place where you could do a touring mm. uh paddle, you know. Um we do always take gear with us. Uh and that is a you go out with the tide, stay around there. And then you go back with the tide, you know, yeah. but full of seals, you know, the seals oh, come cool. up and they come and play around the kayaks. And yeah, yeah, yeah we've uh, had two amazing trips up there this, this summer. It's just been yeah. incredible. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I did. We've got our uh, Norfolk paddle boards that have some of our boards, um, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that that route. So I'll have to get that route off you and uh, yeah. yeah, speak to Lee. But you have to get the, tides right the and the daylight right as well mm, yeah. yeah so yeah it's yeah. a bit of a job otherwise you know well yeah it would be a bit safety as first whatever up there and yeah the tides are pretty wild you know when they come in or go out so you've got yeah to, yeah you've certainly got to know uh, and I, I actually on that i think um that's uh, a big big thing in the paddleboarding industry at the moment is safety mm. um, which is obviously paramount in all sports uh, especially water sports, but um, with paddleboarding being so popular, it, it safety's unfortunately had to catch up on it, especially with so many cheap boards out there in the market. Yeah, people going out into the ocean not knowing what an offshore wind is, no. and things like <laughs> this. So, um, 
there's there's a bit um we we take it uh, have been in the last year or so taking it extremely extremely seriously by trying to share as much safety information as we can with our customers um because education is could save lives really yeah um and it's the same with you guys like with scuba diving i'm sure yeah. it's that uh, it's a, a pretty dangerous sport if you don't take it seriously so yeah absolutely yeah yeah and it's you know we've seen obviously on your website you've got the rnli um the water safety message there and you know that's key but yeah there's it, it is just getting the message it's not to be taken lightly is it going out on the water or no. like, like we do under the water you've you've got to weigh it all up and know that you're going to be safe or you know have a safer environment to go into yeah yeah definitely definitely yeah and yeah. have you guys ever had um any lessons when you like paddleboarding lessons or have you just like t- taught yeah. yourself yeah yeah so I initially had a like an awareness day and then we went yeah. out on a tour didn't we with yeah, a guy. We, uh, from Whitlingham yeah it, it was you know Whitlingham Lake in Norwich uh, on yeah. the boards and they taught us, well, taught me, because Gemma, you already knew, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. You know, how to stand up and paddle without falling in. And uh, <laughs> yeah, made falling it. Falling into that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, if the, we've had some, you know, good times on the river, I've been out on the sea here. So, yeah, it's just a, it's just great. And it's freedom as well to get out. And it's, you, you don't really need too much gear or investment you know you obviously need your safety gear and and then you're bored and then you're out there but it always surprises yeah. me we've got all this right on our doorstep and you very rarely see anyone on the river mm. you know oh, we, really? we've been out and, and, and it's a shame you do need to get more people out on the exploring you know yeah. and uh that's you know uh because we've just got all this all on our doorstep to use yeah yeah, yeah agreed definitely um uh, we're trying our best to sell as many boards as <laughs> yeah. possible. Uh, but yeah, the, it's, uh, I think the next, it's unfortunate, but the next couple of years will be very quiet, I think, for everyone. Um, and then hopefully once everything's kind of settled down and um, it, it, things hopefully stop out in um, Eastern Europe and the energy crisis kind of starts um sorting itself out we'll see more people adventuring out and doing sports Mm. doing more things yeah and also with getting people out in the water it's that kind of awareness of the environment and the you know the conservation of the environment and you know there's so much obviously frozen planet and everything you know we are facing you know quite a crisis and you know even if it's just getting people on the river to kind of have an awareness of we need to take care of this environment yeah yeah and uh, it's um it's kind of uh, with paddleboarding you're because you're on the water you uh, are going to be much closer to the nature uh, and something we do try and we are we have been trying to educate and will educate further is having to kind of try and hold your distance as much from nature as possible to try and not disturb it mm. um and uh because some people will if there's a, a pup uh, seal on a beach, um, it, there has been reports that they'll literally paddle up to it and potentially scare it. And it might just be waiting for his mum. Uh, and then if it's scared off, then potentially the mum won't know where it is and it's yeah. then lost its mum kind of thing. So, uh, but uh, the one, another thing about, uh, especially something I do is I pick up plastic 
um, unfortunately, all the time. But every time I go out, because you're on the water, you're right next to it. So it's yeah. such a, it's a great opportunity to kind of do as much of your part as possible to kind of pick up a bit of rubbish that's in the the, um, the rivers. I mean, I can't get trolleys out and like traffic cones <laughs> out. <laughs> unfortunately, that's all over the Thames. Um, but yeah, like being connected, being so kind of at one um excuse the cliche with nature when you're paddleboarding um it it just allows you to like i said earlier be from a completely different point of view that you just never would have expected to experience yeah um and it's kind of magical really it's great so how do you you know sustainability and uh your environmental policies like the heart of you know of what you do and your products, how do you, you know, how do you ensure that your manufacturers, your suppliers that you use are being sustainable using those uh, recycled plastics and things like what sort of checks and what's the, what's the go-to phrase? Um, what do you diligence? Do you- yes. <laughs> uh, so what we do to control that is that we purchase the materials. So um, our manu- board manufacturer or manufacturers will be where they create the boards, but they won't necessarily order all of the material. So, for instance, our deck pads, which are made from algae bloom, uh, and our handles um, that are made from Ulex, uh, we purchase that material and it has it's then sent to the supplier. So we then have proof from the basically the um, the raw, the material supplier that it's been purchased um, and that's the material we're using. Yeah. Uh, okay. For example, we and also with um, uh, recycled fabric, you get certificates um, for the fabric you're purchasing. Uh, so, for instance, um, uh, materials and everything all have to be tested um and uh, by labs and everything and that lab will then provide a certificate for uh, the material passing um global recycled standards uh, for for instance in terms of our recycled pet um fabric for our bags um so and like our dry packs as well so that for us it's, it's it is a great question and it's extremely important for us to be able to control that uh, unfortunately china does have a bad name for itself but we, by us purchasing the material and having that control, we're mm. able to then control the material going into our factory. Mm. Uh, that puts it then all like kind of assembles it, um, and then uh, and yeah. So, but then we also, unfortunately, in the last two years, haven't been able to visit China because of COVID, and China's COVID policy is still atrocious. Yeah. Um. So we have unfortunately had to kind of do our best with quality control with um, getting documentation done by our factories uh, whilst we can't visit basically. Mm. Yeah. 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 But that's good that, you know, you've got certain control over the elements that are making up these paddle boards. Yeah. And it, it, for us, it's um, well, not just for us, I, I mean, hopefully for all sustainable businesses or businesses that try and be as sustainable as possible is, like transparency is really important. Mm. Yeah. Um, you can't pretend to be sustainable if you don't share why you're sustainable or share the documentation yeah. and stuff. 
And we have said to people in the past, like, if you want the documentation for the materials we purchase, then just let us know. We'll share them with you. Obviously, blanking out supplier details and stuff. Yeah, cool. uh, but uh, it, we've got nothing to hide. So, um, the, yeah, it's important to be able to share those details with your customers for sure. Yeah, no, that's good. So with the industry in general, is there anything that you would really like to see change within the paddleboard industry? Uh, I would love if they were made from recycled fabrics, uh, but uh, and I, I do think it's a possibility. Um, uh, my background is uh, I did design at uni, uh, but within that, I did um, kind of material processes and stuff. So, uh, but unfortunately, with recycling anything, uh, bar aluminium, but we won't go into that, uh, they lose properties the more you recycle them. Mm. Um, and with a paddleboard that is pumped up to such a high air pressure, um, you can't have any uh, impurities in it. Yeah, because, you don't that going boom. <laughs> yeah, it, it wouldn't be very sustainable if it pup bursts after a month. Um, so uh, it, I do think there's a possibility in the future, for sure, um, for uh, paddleboards to be... Uh, made from maybe better materials to be able to be recycled more mm. uh, at the moment the technology is not quite there um there are some things that are hopefully on the horizon but um yeah it's not there yet but that would be my dream is for paddleboards to just be made for uh, but inflatable paddleboards to be made from recycled fabric and have uh the ability to be recycled fully at the end of their life because at the moment they they're just not so at the moment, our aim is to make them last as long as they can. And then if they do have an issue, then repairing them and having them repaired to a uh, to a quality that it will then again last for as long as it can be. Yeah. No, that's a good message to, yeah, and something that's, yeah, you're working on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, again, it comes at a cost. And as a small business, um, it's not something we can ju- we can afford right now. Um, hopefully, the bigger brands will kind of jump in and do it uh, because that's the thing. Like a, pe- a lot of people uh, think that all inflatable paddleboards are differently made, but actually, funny enough, most of them are very similar. Mm. Um, there may be slight changes in the the construction of the rails, uh, the construction of the drop stitch. Um, and then the most important thing is actually the manufacturer putting it together. Um, because if the manufacturer doesn't put it together properly, then obviously the materials don't matter. Um, but all of the information that other brands have, we have, it's all just marketing and, uh, the information is all pretty much the same. It's just called something different. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but obviously there are different, like there's different qualities, um, you get single skin boards so you buy uh, that are on the lower end of the market and then you have your double skin boards and that's very generic there's different types of double skin and there's different types of single skin uh, mm-hmm. but um there's uh but those though there's only i would say maybe 10 types of constructions um which makes it uh, quite a um it is a very simple product um in terms of the actual when you look at the inside of it mm. uh, but when it comes to recycling it's not simple unfortunately mm. Mm. okay um so you know as we said right at the start you know 
this podcast goes to divers and new divers and people not dive before and um, they may have a paddleboard we don't know but it's let's say for argument's sake they don't um what would you say is the biggest thing they're missing out on about paddleboarding or let's put it another way why should a diver have a have a paddleboard in their collection so they can be above and below the water. <laughs> um, I think. I think uh, the beauty. Uh, I, what the reason? The main reason I would say to get a paddleboard uh, um, is to be able to experience waterways in a completely different way. Um, to be able to see a coastline that you may have lived for twenty years and see it from a completely different point of view. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. Um, being able to see things from a different perspective uh, kind of, I don't know, brings a different meaning kind of to what you're doing, which I think is just great. Yeah. Yeah. And it, good, good answer. Yeah. And it gives you another dimension to your normal life as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, it's funny, people will do a route like three times a week and at every single one, they'll see something different, mm. yeah. um, which is great. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I did a while back was I, uh, myself and a friend, we, over the course of the whole summer, it's going back a little while now, we took one river and then every week, every Wednesday, we just explored uh, a part of that. And then got to a point where we could see port next portage point, turn around, went back, and then we'd do that. And over the course of summer, we did several miles, and uh, that was really good. And it is really uh, good to do because you might get, you know, a lot of the, if you travel along a road and you look across and you see these fields and that, you might not know the rivers even there. Yeah. And then you 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 go a bit further, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I know this bit. You know, and you suddenly you you're in a you're going along a field and it's cows and all sorts, and uh, it, it's a marvelous thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and you're right. There's there's you can see all sorts of nature, even cows. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and the changing of the seasons as well, because every you know it's like the trees changing now. It's beautiful, and yeah. you know, that that is just another. You know, from one week to the next, it will be so different. So, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, one thing I do wish was if uh, was that if the UK was a little bit more um, extreme, uh, and I'm probably being selfish because I would want that just for paddleboarding. But uh, having we're having a, uh, someone out in Alaska that uh, Steve he takes photos with our boards and he's got one of our boards and some of the scenery he has is just absolutely stunning and. He, I'm sure he takes it for granted, but if we had a little bit more drama, like dramatic scenery and like ice and glaciers and stuff, I think I'd be out every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, we we have got an amazing country with you know lakes and locks and yeah, yeah sort of yeah fast moving water as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Haven't haven't done that uh, paddleboarding yet, but definitely would do it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So if you could take three people out paddleboarding from they don't have to be paddleboarders, but just people that you would want to take out to experience that experience, who would you take? Uh, okay. Um 
Well, one, this might be, I don't know how controversial this is going to be now. Uh, it's not going to be like a dictator or anything. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, Elon Musk would be my first one. Um, oh, cool. So, I mean, some people, I say, when I say um, I think he might be a bit of a um, an awkward one, is that some people think he's like a bit of an evil genius. Um, and I think, yes, he does have too much. Why do you think that? Because... If someone was, uh, because I think what he's doing in terms of the products, Tesla, Starlink, um, and um, uh, the boring company and everything, I think it's all great and he's doing it for a reason, but he definitely doesn't need to be that rich. And for someone to be that rich and um, not doing more like... um, charitable things for instance like bill gates he's a very charitable person but elon musk is not as charitable so um i just think to be fair not that we know yeah uh, yeah you're right you are right but uh i do think some part of me does think he's a bit of an evil genius but what he's doing is fantastic i think and um the more he does, the the more uh, we hopefully will progress as a especially mm. in technology. Um, and then the second one would be like Yvonne uh, Yvonne Chouinard, um, the founder of Patagonia, and one yeah. percent uh, for the planet. Um, yeah. Again, a very wealthy person. He's uh, given away his company. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the interesting thing. He's um, that's one question I would like to ask him, but um, I just think he would have such a fountain of knowledge and um, experience, uh, and especially for Sea uh, Lion, that we want to, we've got such large aspirations to become bigger and better um, sustainably. Um, it would just be, I think, a, a great person to kind of ask those questions to. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, the third. Um, it would probably be my dad um he's not here anymore unfortunately but um he is the reason that sea lion started and one of the reasons i have such a passion for sustainability um so yeah he'd be the third yeah excellent good answers yeah we've not had um elon musk before no okay good good he's definitely a uh interesting character and um I, th- I think you ne- the world does need people like that um, because it is people like that that basically got us out of the caves, you know, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, um, rightly or wrongly. And um, but, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things about these people who, you know, you can think, well, actually, they could do more. But hey, yeah. that's a discussion for another time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Comfort. Let's talk about comfort zones. So. Uh, what would get you out of your comfort zone? You're paddling along, beautiful day. What would challenge you on your board? Um, okay, that's a good question. Um, so uh, something that would definitely challenge me on my board is probably um, uh, coming up to like a rapids or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, I think... Um, uh, if I was coming up to rapids, I don't think I'd be a very good paddleboarder because um, I should have known where I was going. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I've not done white water um, supping yet. It's definitely something I would absolutely love to do if mm. I'm out. I'm a bit of an adrenaline drunk, chunky, but um, 
uh yeah that that would uh definitely i'd be falling off a lot for sure <laughs> i don't know how some of these people do yoga on them oh uh, what yoga on what white on water or paddleboard on the on a uh, paddleboard <laughs> Yeah, it, it it's um I can't even like do downward dog in my lounge, let alone on a, a floating <laughs> floating water. <laughs> um, so uh uh yeah, uh, I we've got a few people um doing boards and yoga. Uh, sorry, yoga on our boards and um uh, hats off to them. Uh, I admire it. Uh they've got great core. <laughs> we slipped up. Gemma, you should have got your board out and then shown us how to do some yoga. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do a headstand on the board. Yeah. Can you do that? No. Uh, oh, she oh. does it all the time. Don't be shy. Now. <laughs> Damn, you're, I haven't got it blown up. Stitching <laughs> yeah. her up. Headstands um, and all sorts. <laughs> all right, next time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Last question to you, Jen. <laughs> Last question. What shall we say? So if you could have a billboard that you could put out there to the entire world, so it can be words on it, pictures on it, video, what would you put on your billboard and why? Mm, okay. Um, it, I, I, I apologise if this sounds cliche or anything, but uh, what I would put is life happens, um, just that, because I think people kind of forget that there may be sadness, there may be joy, there may be certain things uh, whenever, uh, but all of those things are kind of the building blocks to everything you do. Um, and especially for me, I wouldn't be what I would be doing without sadness. I wouldn't be doing it without hard work. And I think um, people just sometimes you need to just stop and just remember that like, life happens. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, a lot of people say it's riding a wave. So you will go yeah. down, but you will come up. And yeah, you know, that's exactly. how you've got to kind of view it is there's a lot of people that are doom and gloom all the time. But yeah, yeah. there are you've got to see the. Uh, and, and you also have to kind of uh, and when I say life happens, it doesn't necessarily mean um, uh, sadness. You, you also have to enjoy the happy parts and yeah. like the the exciting parts um i think uh people forget that when they think oh oh, like life you're riding a wave it's always about the sadness but people also forget about the the exhilarating parts of that wave (laughs) exactly crossroads don't you and i think you you either go left with it you go right with it you know and it can take you a whole down a whole different avenue uh especially with things like diving uh you know, it's something that you will start and you never know where it's going to get, where it's going to lead you. And yeah. I think you kind of just have to go with it sometimes and let that guide you. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, yourself and there are people out there that have maybe tried paddle boarding and then next minute they're instructors and, you know, yeah. outdoor adventurists and yeah. just, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's anything's possible and yeah you never know what's kind of around the corner and you kind of got to yeah grasp it yeah yeah and I, I it's definitely um uh again cliche but doing stuff you enjoy you guys doing what you guys enjoy and you yeah. kind of follow what you like and um I think a lot of people kind of just 
accept that they're just making money and everything rather than doing activities they may love like for instance you guys travel all over the country yeah uh, to do something you love which is cool yeah and you wouldn't do it if you didn't love it and exactly yeah you've just got to do what makes you happy and it's not all about you know sitting in an office earning (laughs) you know if that's not making you happy don't do it yeah yeah Yeah. i actually had a uh a question for you guys a scuba scuba uh diving question okay um how deep have you both what's the deepest you've both been so mm-hmm. me, um, I'm only qualified, I'm only advanced. So kind of 25 meters is my limit. And okay. but for me, depth is not uh an aspiration at all. It's more the experience of diving. And yeah. we always say if like diving in the sea, all the life is at like 10 meters, five meters even. Yeah. Why would you want to go dark and deep and not yeah. see seals playing and birds? diving in the water and yeah it's it's just there yeah, for me that that's what I think depth isn't about diving isn't about depth yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I totally agree and uh, we we kind of compare this with going to the gym because uh, there's that very similar thing about how much can you lift and yeah. how deep can you go, you know, and it, it, there's no medals, there's no competition. And uh, in the diving world, I think some people, and we've had this, somebody come up to us uh, very recently and said, you're not actually diving unless you're 30 meters down, you know, and I was wow. like, mm, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that, you know, everyone's got an opinion and, and that's, you know, that's cool. That's what they got to do. Uh, Percy, uh, so I've been certified to 40 meters. I've done uh, 30 plus a number of times, uh, and I've been to uh, 38, 30, sort of, yeah, about 38 meters down um, at Stony Cove, you know, a couple of places. There's one of the few places in the UK that we can get that sort of depth. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. At the moment, I'm not looking to go any further, you know, that's kind of where where I'm sort of sticking you know um but i'm like jam you know i enjoy the experience you know i like the uh seeing the wildlife and things like that and but i do like seeing the wrecks as well yeah you know um so there there is that to it um but it has to be the right kind of experience so yeah. i'll do it for a reason not just for the sake of it yeah yeah um, yeah if that makes sense um but i think some people you know do take What's the word? Um, probably take uh, don't take it seriously enough because it is, you know, so when you visualize even like five meters, that's yeah. really deep. When you look yeah. at a garage, you look at the average like a uh, filling garage, station, how <clears throat> high the roof is for five to six meters, and you think, yeah. wow, that's deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, that's only five. Well, if you magnify that several times you know yeah. down to like nearly 40 meters and you look how high that is it's like whoa yeah yeah, serious, yeah you know serious drop yeah. um so yeah you, you kind of something you need to build up to and you know especially if you haven't done those sort of depths for a while but 40 meters is the maximum uh, a recreational limit where you can as long as you don't rush up you can come back yeah you know uh, once you're over 40 meters then that's a whole different world so um at the moment that's where i'm up to cool yeah. nice 
Yeah. Uh, and where would be probably your favourite place in the UK that you've been? Go on, Gemma. Um, for me, this year, um, was the Farne Islands, but I'd say an experience in one of the Scottish locks, Loch Long, where we went, was a real... Because you had the scenery around and there was an amazing amount of life where we dived loads of crabs and we saw a scallop like game oh wow cool so yeah that that's probably top of my list but prior to that it would have been the farne islands diving with seals yeah awesome we are so blessed in this country with different diving locations you know lundy uh, mm. amazing place to go diving uh seals are so friendly <laughs> um, I've, I've always got a soft spot for the farns because that was the first place I went and dived uh, in the UK uh, off a boat. And the captains are always really good. And, it's, you know, sea houses is great. And the whole weekend experience is awesome, you know, and it's a lovely place. But, I, you know, Loch Long uh, was an absolute amazement, that was. And I can't, you know, there's no other way of painting it. Yeah. So much life uh and the diving was just brilliant uh the clarity of the water um go, could, could go on you know Gemma's already said it it was awesome definitely worth the trip that was yeah. brilliant and the best bit was we got a paddleboard out on the lock yeah. as well <laughs> it's just yeah. like yeah so you know to to dive and paddleboard in the matter of a morning was just yeah uh, could you paddle can you would you would you say you'd be able to dive not dive off a board but dive from a board yes yeah. definitely yeah, yeah, possible yeah. yeah yeah if you've got you um obviously gear rigged up and yeah Fair stuff so one of the things we were looking at earlier this year was actually mm. um was getting smaller tanks i've got uh 15 i dive with a 15 liter tank uh gemma 12 uh and get getting a couple smaller tanks sort of like maybe Seven, uh, seven liters yeah. you know they're, they're quite lighter and lots you know a lot smaller um and really exploring some of the rivers so you could we could free dive it and just use it to explore and then snorkel um but it's also nice you've got that air where you could actually stay down a bit longer as well so yeah, yeah definitely you know you know you could pack light and um, use the boards to explore and dive that's cool yeah that's cool yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, the boards have got a fairly hefty limit to take, haven't they, weight-wise? Yeah. So, yeah, and it's a, which is a good thing. So you you could, yeah, that would be certainly within the realms of possibilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, yeah, watch this face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a sea lion uh, brings out scuba board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, oh, yeah. Sorry, I kind of uh, asked you questions out of the blue. No, yeah, no, that's, that's great. <laughs> yes, no. So, for our listeners, if they want to find more about sea lion boards, where is the best place for them to? Look so, sea uh, lion boards, um, all one word dot com, uh, and yeah, that's us. If they have any questions, um, they can email us um, either to will at sea lion boards or info at sea lion boards. Yeah, great. And you're on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're doing the work for me. Sorry, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, cool. Sea <laughs> uh, Lion Boards again. Um, uh, and it, to search for um, for, search for them, it's Sea Lion, Sea Space Lion 
boards um uh, not one word okay yeah well we'll put the uh, links in the show notes below so people then can uh, look look you up and uh, yeah see the range of boards that you've got cool cool well Brilliant. at the moment we do have uh, an end of season um deal going which is actually 40 percent off uh for the board packages so that is the best we've done um ever uh so yeah uh obviously um if that goes into the show but or if not if they go to the um the website they'll see anyway yeah, yeah. well now's yeah. the time to get your paddleboard for next year yeah, yeah. Exactly. And also, but, say that again christmas is coming exactly christmas is coming so uh it's a good chance a good um opportunity to get a a very uh, high spec board with a nice paddle for 40 percent off wow yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a good way to, yeah, finish the podcast and people yeah. can look you up. So, oh, cool. Yeah, so that's really good. Yeah, so thank you, Will, for no, coming on and telling us. Yeah, thanks for coming yeah. on. Yeah, and hopefully you'll inspire some scuba divers to, yeah, give the paddleboarding a go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I think you guys have inspired me to go up to Lot Long for some paddle, uh, for scuba diving. Beautiful. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, thank you guys for having me. So we've just spoken to Will Marsh of Sea Lion Paddleboards. Um, that was good, wasn't it? That was, yeah. I thought that was really good. And uh, so nice to be asked some questions as well. Sure. <laughs> Took us a bit by that. surprise, but yeah. yeah. But it's good to have someone, you know, ask us about something like scuba diving, but also the paddleboarding element, how kind of in sync with the scuba diving world that can be. It is all linked. And, um, you know, especially in, our, in the UK, you know, there's mm. a lot of people will pack up the fins over the winter, um, you know, and um, it's good to get out on the water and it's good for your mental health and everything else to explore the rivers. And, uh, you know, if you can't get out on the sea, which is, let's face it, winter time is usually quite rough and mm. choppy rivers, you know, Norfolk Broads and any rivers that are close by, often offer sheltered waterways yeah and that's a good point about mental health because winter time everybody's a bit you know it gets the dark. sad syndrome exactly so but if you get out you know on a morning bright sunny morning or even a you know it's bright so yeah get out on absolutely. the river so all you need is a relatively calm day not too yeah. windy and perfect and yeah that... i tell you when you look at the um sea lines website some really nice boards on there actually yeah they're nice looking handsome boards it's um yeah i, I quite like some of the boards and uh you know paddles uh and some of the accessories you know there's a lot of you can see there's a lot of thought gone into it and i like his answer as well about um how do you ensure uh suppliers and manufacturers are being sustainable and you know they're not just saying here's a sample mm. and then using something else as well so it's quite nice to hear that there's uh certificates 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 yes. it's all traceable and you know yeah. it, it, the word transparency that's yeah key but it's a, to you've got to believe in the product to sell a product if you're going to say it's sustainable and mm. you know pass yeah. that belief yeah. on to the consumers as well yeah yeah um, you know, one of the things that came to mind was, I guess, was, you know, uh, and I've not, you know, we're not that really done this really too much is, you know, could we use one for Blakeney trips? So, mm. you know, so we'd have to be conscious of how 
shallow that gets yeah sometimes. the depth and the tides and timing would be pretty crucial because we've we've now we know na- we've nailed it pretty much this year with tide times and timing haven't we so yeah, yeah it is it it's is a close run thing even with the kayaks you mm. can catch the bottom and yeah um so i don't know how that would work but you know it's, yeah i guess if you do i've not seen anyone up there with paddle boards not not on the area that we go but no. yeah maybe we'll have to invite Be- um will along and, uh... yeah <laughs> it'd worry me about the rigid fin on the bottom yeah um whether that would catch i don't know i think some boards you can get different fins different depth fins but yeah that's yeah. probably a bit more technical than we discussed but yeah, it's something to consider but yeah definitely yeah yeah something to explore but yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, say yeah, thanks to Will for coming on and uh, telling us all about it. Yeah, it was great. And uh, yeah, we'll be featuring him on, you know, hopefully his boards in the future and uh, look out for other people. Uh, if you look at the website, they've got what they call their tribe. So they've got people that use the boards and they sort of post on their social media about their adventures. Yeah, it's got a good sale on as well, 40% off every- I think just about everything, I think. Yeah, on really the boards. Cool. That's quite a I good reduction. 20% off accessories, 40% off boards and, and panels. So, you know, for Christmas, brilliant yeah. idea. Yeah, and you know you're getting a real good quality product with a, you know, the sustainability side. And yeah. 1% um, of their turnover goes to um, for the planet. So they do donate to charity. So that's another good feel factor yeah. about it. Cool. Well, there we go. Go to see sealineboards.com yep. or hopefully in the future, maybe we go to the bigscuba.com. We'll see. We'll see how that all that all pan out. Yeah. If you if you've got a sea lion board, then yeah, shout shout out yeah, and let us know cool. how you're getting on and uh yeah, post us a picture. Or if you're a diver and a paddleboarder, <laughs> yes. let us know. Yeah. So Uh, before we go uh usual thing we just need to say um don't forget to leave us a review we've had a few people come and shout out need to say uh, a couple of things actually about um you know about that so that'd be you know we've had a couple people write in so that'd be really good if they can also just say you know as, as we love hearing from our listeners saying that they're really enjoying the podcast but if you can also you know if you're listening to us via itunes particularly Go there, leave us a review, five-star review. It's free. It just helps other people find us and uh, helps keep things going. Yeah, and it does help us get found as well. So, yeah, if you're on iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Yeah, brilliant. Right, let's leave it there. Yeah. Um, say thank you very much for downloading this episode. Thanks for listening. Um, we will be back in a couple of weeks. And uh, But for right now, that was the Big Scuba Podcast. <laughs> Excellent. See you soon. Bye. Now that does wrap up today's episode of the Big Scuba podcast. But if you want to hear more from the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button depending on what platform you are listening on. That way you will never miss an episode from us. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and did enjoy what you heard today, we would really appreciate it if you head to the show page to leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help us. If you do, please take a screenshot of that review and send it to us on Instagram and we'll give you a shout out to say a big thank you. If you have any questions for us, 
or anything that has been mentioned in today's episode, be sure to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms or send us an email. The links are in the show notes. We will get back to you no matter what. If you have made it to this point in the episode, we both want to say a big, big thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.